0: It is. Let's talk arts and entertainment. I am your host Kevin Hart, and once again, I'm talking with one of my very good friends Dominic Salini. How are you doing?
1: Hey Kevin, good to be here. Good to be here. I'm all right. Thanks. Good. It's. It's.
0: You were. I talked with you a while back. One of my first guests on the podcast. It was. You know. Does not seem that long ago, but the passage of time is going. It has been a while. So it's good to talk to you again. It was an honor. Yes. Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was like, um like Jerry and Larry David on his first episode of Comedians and Cars, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, oh, this is the guy you pick, of course <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, um, your friend, of course, yeah, absolutely uh, the um i wanna um, but I wanna talk to you again because uh when we mm-hmm. last talked uh, we we talked a bit about the new comic that you're doing, uh, Emmy the robot, and mm-hmm. you have a and and you've and I've been you know following you since then. You have been you've been putting out um all sorts of different panels, different uh different parts of the plot's going forward. Tell us a little bit um if, for people who don't know about it, your comic and uh, how it's been going and what's uh, what you're looking at going forward.
1: Oh yeah, well you know it's funny you mentioned it. I'm working on it uh, right now as we speak. I'm coloring some panels, uh, but this this comic that I'm working on in particular at the moment. Will be one that's only available on my Patreon. Uh So for those of you who uh, follow my work, uh, and you know, for those of you who don't, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with my work yet, I post my comic for free. Of course, Uh, you can see it on Webtoon.com, or you could see it at uh, you know Instagram. I also upload it to my Twitter at a more delayed schedule. But if uh, you know, you'd know, you like to support me more directly financially, of course, there is uh, platforms like Patreon. Patreon uh, allows you to pay a monthly subscription, and when you sign up for that, you get certain perks, such as early access to comics, so before anyone else sees them, you'll see them, and you'll get an exclusive comic every month that no one else gets to see, only for patrons, and that's the one I'm working on right now. Uh, as far as the comics plot goes, uh, you know, if you'd like me to give the synopsis, it is about it is a sci-fi comedy uh, sort of thing where it is about uh, a robotic nanny/slash maid who uh, works for uh, you know an affluent family, and it is about the kind of uh, you know dynamics and world that, uh, you know, a robot has to navigate, you know, working with humans, trying to understand their world, learning about caring for children. And while I can't reveal too many things yet about the direction of the plot, um, let's just say uh, we'll be exploring the world of uh, robots a lot more thoroughly in future comics.
0: All right. That's what I love to hear that. That's going to be, I can, I, can, I can imagine what's going to be going down. So that'll be, <laughs> that'll be, that'll be, that'll be good. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in addition to your comic, there are a lot of different services uh, that you do, which uh, many people who know you know your work. You do some amazing, uh, and especially people who have you know seen the comics, seen any pictures you might have drawn, the amazing artwork you do of uh, portraits of people, um, the uh, different mm-hmm. places around what so you do. Talk about some of the commissions that you can do for people that you have done and that you will do for people.
1: Yes, yes. So while commissions right now, I'm not um, currently taking uh, too many private ones at the moment. Uh, In the past, I've done a lot of, you know, family portraits and whatnot. I've done some commercial ones as well, which I am available for, uh, you know, local things. I've done some posters for uh, productions, the Hoagland. Unfortunately, you know, I don't imagine I'll be doing uh, a lot of those, uh, you know, anytime soon. But, you know, things of that nature, uh, you know, any kind of promotional material, not just for local things, but also for you know, different websites and podcasts, like com is mm-hmm. one I'm a big fan of. I've done uh-huh. art for them, uh, you know, things like that, you know, any kind of um, caricatures or uh, portraits that people like to give as gifts, you know, people love seeing their families and pets drawn, uh, you know, as cartoon characters, you know, that look like Disney characters, <laughs>
0: Yeah, and they are wonderful. You did one for me. Yes, you did one for me a while back um, Mm -hmm. as a graduation present. A little one you did, it was awesome. And you've done so many for people around... Town, um, they're just wonderful. Um, oh, well, thank
1: you. You know, thank for welcome. reminding me. I did one for you. you know, sometimes <laughs> I do so many, I forget how many I've done. No, oh yeah,
0: well, it's, it's, it's so cool to see. And yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for it. It's great. The um, uh, you you did briefly uh, mention. Uh, you mentioned pets there, and something that you of I've seen that's happened on Facebook with you, and um, <laughs> you brought up a little earlier off air is that uh, you have two stray cats that are uh, that are popping in and out at your house. Yeah. Um, so tell yeah. me about that. You
1: know, <laughs> yes, it's a little unrelated to the, um, <laughs> uh, you know, my. Uh, it's a little unrelated to what I do. But it is uh, worth mentioning, because I do draw pets. I did draw our two uh, little visitors. We have, uh, yeah, two kittens have shown up here. Um, One, cat number one has been here about three weeks. It's a gray tabby, Uh, you know, very friendly. Uh, You know, we found it, you know, hanging out in our backyard one night. We decided to, you know, feed it, make sure it was okay. And of course, as you know, once you feed a stray cat, they will consistently come back usually. usually. Uh, About a week ago, uh, you know, I'm out there feeding the one, and we hear another tiny little meow, and I look under the car, and there's an even smaller kitten. Uh, You know, you can see on my Facebook, you know, we posted next, uh, you know, to things like Next Door and whatnot, looking for a potential home for them. Uh, You know, we'd take them in ourselves, but, you know, uh, my brother and I are allergic, so, you know, we're not really suitable long-term owners for these cats. You know, we're happy to take care of them for now, but... If anyone in the Springfield, you know, Sangamon area is interested in adopting two kittens or even if you could only take one of them, um, you know, it would be great. We'd love to find them a good home before the weather starts getting too cold.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. If anybody out there, if you are looking for some pets or if you're thinking, hey, this sounds like a great story, I want to, you know, I or maybe you know somebody, uh, make sure to hit up. Dominic Cellini he is on Facebook and he is on Instagram and you'll be able to find that there um, I, yeah
1: yeah you can message me you know like I said like I'm not the biggest cat person but they are very cute you know so if yes. they're enough to uh, turn me into one okay. uh, <laughs> I'm sure oh, you'll love them
0: good yeah and uh, th- there's, uh, there's uh, a there's little um because the, the next thing I want to talk about here is the uh, I put yesterday out a uh, an article on. Uh, I watched the first episode of the TV show on Netflix called Ratchet, which is a, an origin story of Nurse Ratchet. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um right. I, I've only seen the first episode, and um, there's a lot I still don't know about it, and there's uh, some things that I'm you know I'm, you know questioning. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about it that we were kind of in agreement on on Facebook is this is a beautiful looking TV show. I mean, just gorgeous. Oh my gosh! Yes, it, it, it's you it, know.
1: We, you go. we were saying how refreshing it is to see something in like full color again.
0: Yeah, and it looks like damn near close to Technicolor. Like the way there is the, mm-hmm. the there there are these there's this nurse who's putting on red lipstick, and it's like the red that like it's it's, it's hard to explain in words, especially you know over like a, over a podcast, right? But like it's. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. It pops right off the screen, um, almost like if you like, almost feel like you zoomed in on it. You would see like the individual film grain on it. But then, yeah, there was this part where she's outside and her like coat just pops, and there's all this like there's all this like like odd seafoam green color all over the place, and it's just you know it's yeah we're saying also I was I was talking about you know one of my favorite music my favorite musical I should say and one of my favorite musical movies West Side Story that uh, is being mm-hmm. remade. Um and it's it's been pushed back to next year, but the they put some stills out at one point, and a lot of them were kind of desaturated and I was like, oh, that movie was so beautiful, and it's you know right. you know sixties technicolor look so yeah, now I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the um um what uh, opinions you have of uh of because you've seen you said saw a little bit of ratchet yourself and uh just you know maybe that sort of trend in movies that has been going on for i mean decades brow probably
1: yeah yeah because i think it started you know as you know as part of the actual you know uh you know show on question i you know i'm not very far into it yet so i haven't had like fully formed opinion in it yet but i think we're definitely in agreement about how good it looks yeah. i mean it's so refreshing now to see some things in full color and you know just trying to uh, imitate that film look even though it probably is shot on digital
0: oh yeah um you
1: know not to be too film nerdy here but you know obviously a lot of Uh, you know, film geeks know the differences between digital and film, you know, they're subtle and if done well, you can hardly tell the difference.
0: Yeah. like
1: in many cases, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well,
0: I was just going to say like Joker was a digital movie. I had no idea. It looked like it was shot on film when I saw it and I'm just
1: like, oh, that's a great example of how they made it look like film and it looks great. And whereas, you know, you might look at a movie like, um, a lot of, you know, even though they're blockbusters and, uh, films I like, you know, look at the MCU movies, you know, they're shot in an RE Alexa, and everything kind of looks like concrete, you know, it has this kind of gray sheen over it, you know, is how I would describe it, and don't get me wrong, I think the movies are really good for, you know, the acting and characters, you know, so I can forgive those things, but it's just a shame that they don't, um, really make the most of that, you know, comic book look, like, you know, look at a movie like Into the Spider-Verse, which was animated, But. but... yeah, I mean, it really is like a comic book, you know, coming to life on the screen. So, you know, that's why it's so disappointing when you see something like, uh, you know, the West Side Story remake, you know, especially when it's from a director like Spielberg, who, you know, normally you'd think would have an appreciation for that sort of thing. Uh, you know, just kind of succumb to that trend of, well, uh, you know, what, it's a period piece. So wash it out, uh, you know, desaturate it, maybe a little sepia tone even. Oh, yeah. Now. Well, that can, I'm not saying bright, you know, loud colors are the right approach to every no, movie, but you
0: definitely know, never I mean, do it, I but look
1: at, yeah. right. Cause you know, I look at like a Sam Mendes movie, like road to perdition, oh, yeah. road to perdition is, if you've seen it's very washed out, but it suits the mood of the movie. Yeah. You know, I, cause you know, right now, you know, we're cooped up, you know, we're binging a lot of uh, TV, you know, some looks better than others. Uh, You know, a very fun, bingeable show that I've enjoyed is The uh, Mandalorian on Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. the Star Wars series. But one thing that I lament, even though I'm sure it was a conscious choice for the show's tone, is that it, you know, it looks, one, I mean, you know, it doesn't look so soundstage-y, even though it is on a soundstage it's everything is washed out. Not only are the colors desaturated, but the values are very light. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it makes things look flat uh, in an otherwise uh, you know really good show.
0: Yeah, and and speaking a bit about the uh, film grain as well, the uh, re-release. The recent re-release of Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen or read anything about this, but they converted it to 3D, which the 3D looked great in the theater. But um, mm-hmm. one of the things James Cameron was like, are like, just like gung ho about. He's like, I want this movie to look like brand new, like it was made today. Which uh, so he went through and he scrubbed out all the film grain, and it looks. Awful! It looks like like a Madame Tussauds wax museum. I mean, it looks it looks terrible. And I mean, like the far away shots are fine, but there's you know you know there's like a part where like Sarah Connor is like right in front of the screen, and like it looks like just her hair is just like blending into each. Other. I mean, that's a whole nother like d- discussion than color, because I think they they because the thing is also getting out with those re releases sometimes mess with the color scheme as well to make it more if it's a restoration of an old movie uh, especially. I've seen that happen. Yeah,
1: you know, it's those things. The funny thing is about, I think, those older directors like James Cameron and whatnot is that maybe it's because, you know, they came up in a time where they took that stuff for granted so they think, oh, finally, you know, I can get rid of this. But now, you know, younger generations like us revere that kind of stuff. We're like, no, no, it's the retro feeling of your movies. It's classic. Whereas, you know, James Cameron, you know, is like, what What do you mean? You have new technology. Why not use it? You know, isn't more tech good, you know, clearly Cameron loves technology. So he's probably thinking, hey, you know, if it's different, if I can change it, I'm fixing it. And a lot of us are like, hey, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, no one's ever watched Terminator 2, you know, to my mind and said, ah, you know, this is good, but
0: The movie's just too grainy. Yeah. He did did a very similar thing. This is more a sound geek thing. He did the same thing because Terminator 1 was an extremely low-budget movie. It was so low-budget that he shot it with mono sound on one channel to save money on special effects. And when he re-released it on DVD, he remixed it in 5.1 stereo sound. Now... It sounds great. The soundtrack comes through, and but you know the thing is, you know, similar to kind of what George Lucas did with visual effects. He changed a lot of the special effects, and you know there are a lot of the you know like the, like sound like Dirty Harry's like gun, you know, very cartoonish sounding sound effects. But you know that's how the movie sounded in 1984, and you know, and, and I think they've they've they the option you can put on the original audio track. But yeah, I mean he's, he's right. he and yeah like George Lucas and you know you know some of the some of the directors like that. you know, they, that's the thing with Blade Runner is that and I'm I'm not jumping around here, but you know what I mean about Blade Runner? They, uh, Ridley Scott did like 8 million different cuts of that movie, but like all of them are available on DVD and Blu-ray. If you really want to go back and watch Harrison Ford sleeping through his narration of the movie, you can watch that. Oh my gosh!
1: Right. And that tacked on ending.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, and that's, you know, a very good point because, uh, uh, You know, those director's cut things, you know, that didn't become, you know, so much of a thing until, you know, like DVD and home releases got big. I wonder if they'll, I guess they still will be a thing for, you know, people who are, uh, you know, more movie buffs, you know, but I now, you know, now that not as many people are consuming, you know, uh, physical media, you know, now that it's more streaming, but I think they'll still make those commentaries and the director's cuts and whatnot. You know, sometimes I see the director's cut of a movie, and I didn't even know that was the version I was introduced to. That was the case with Blade Runner, and it was also the case, I guess, with Alien. I didn't realize I had always seen the director's cut first.
0: Yeah, that's that's how I was with Terminator 2. I watched the director's cut of it, and, you know, might sound blasphemous, but I was like, wow, this movie's horrible. It's so long, and there's all these scenes that are, like, you know, unnecessary. <laughs> but then I... <laughs> I watched the theatrical cut. It was either on TV or somebody had it on VHS. And it was like, I was noticing all these scenes were missing. And I was like, wait, where's the part where this happens? And then I was kind of like, oh, but this is like a lot faster. I kind of like it. So it's, you know, (laughs) it's odd when you see those different like changes in the movies.
1: Right. Because sometimes those directors cuts are just a slog. You know, they ruin the pace of a movie. Yeah. Uh, You know, they're really only for like strong, you know, fans who just want more and more content. Uh, well, one thing, I mean, that will lead me down another um, topic. But one thing I want to mention is that you brought up with the sound that <laughs> I know I had to tell you because, you know, like, you're into this stuff. Yeah. I was watching um, Escape from New York um, um, and I hadn't actually seen it before until recently. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, like great B movie fodder. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Some of the sound effects. There's a scene. One of the the, the girls it's um, Brain's girlfriend shoots. uh, of the Duke's henchmen Mm -hmm. and the gun goes off once and three guys fall down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she shot three times but we only heard it the one time you're like oh, okay it's that kind of
0: movie yeah that's it's it's what i found out very recently that reminds me of something from uh from actually from dirty harry and something that was another movie where they like really went back and uh remixed the sound and but there is the the famous scene and i don't know how anybody like before 1998 I guess is when they remastered it when he's like did I fire s- six shots or only five well he actually only fires five shots because they forgot to put one of the gunshots in the original mix <laughs> so the That's new great. mix puts the like sixth gunshot in somewhere but it, yeah it's always funny when they have a little uh, you know the some of the sound editing on movies especially when you know there's there's something to be said for good like mono mix of a movie like some of the old Frank Sinatra movies were in mono and you know they were they were able to get that 50 piece whatever orchestra every, you know sounding great in one channel but you know sometimes right the little you know little things you know get, get fly under the radar and it's a lot of
1: you know it's always fun to point well, those it, things out and and one thing you know i was going to say you know with these director's cuts more content is better sometimes that's the problem i have with like the new streaming formats of shows because i don't know if you feel this way but have you ever like started like a Netflix series and felt like okay, this is a movie plot that was stretched out into like a ten episode series? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, that 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 can work sometimes, and sometimes I just think it doesn't. Sometimes I watch a series and it is bloated. You know, the episodes are all an hour long because Netflix just you know, or any streaming service, whether you're Amazon or others they just need content to fill so they're just like hey more is more is more yeah. so <laughs> keep it going keep it going and sometimes you feel like these uh these plots get stretched a little thin maybe that's just me but uh you know they'll slow down in the middle or they'll waste a lot of time on these B plots you're not really invested in stuff like that
0: yeah cuz i mean i guess at one point I mean, I guess most of the... I say at one point, but most of television shows is that, you know, you would have to... Either you'd have a... You'd have to have so many episodes to make or you'd have to... You know, there'd be commercial breaks or you'd have like a two-part episode or something. Um, But, and you would think with no... Because you know episodes of TV shows or shows in general, I guess I should say, on any streaming platform, you can make them pretty much any length you want because people can pause it whenever they want. Um, you could make a you can make an hour and a half episode, and then the next one could be like twenty five minutes. But um, yeah, so you can
1: make The Irishman and have it be you know four days long. Yeah. Oh, I love The
0: Irishman. It <laughs> that
1: was, really was good,
0: It's no. a great movie. It's yeah. Yeah. But uh oh, yeah, yeah no was. no I know she, well yeah I, we watched it I, we paused it at least three or four times <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah uh so I yeah that that'll be yeah it's I don't know that's interesting we will see I guess
1: um it's just interesting to me yeah, to see how uh streaming you know it just just will change the you know the format and, like storytelling of movies and things like that.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you there, so it's going to be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Dom, thank you so much for talking with me. It was great to hear what's going on and also just to geek out a little bit on some uh some movie TV show related things it's so uh, oh yeah so much fun how can people get a hold of you on facebook instagram patreon wherever you are located so that people can find your work and contact you and uh, get up to date on everything you're doing
1: yeah i you know absolutely kevin it's a pleasure i could do this all day oh, but yeah. yes i definitely want to leave uh you know where people can find me and contact me for any work or anything like that so you can find me on Dominic Cellini Art page on Facebook if you're not my Facebook friend already. Or if you prefer other social media, there is Instagram, which uh, I probably use for my art the most. Uh, my Instagram is Dom Cell. That's E-O-M-M-C-E-L-L. There's Dom Cellini Art on Twitter. Or even just my website. You can Google my name, Dominic Cellini Portfolio. And uh, you know, my website should come right up. If you'd like to read my comic, Emmy the Robot, you can simply Google Emmy the Robot on Webtoon or you could read it again on my social media if you'd like. So recently I have just done a class for a website called Class 101 right. where I was contacted to make my own course in comics and character design. So I have this course. It's called Character Design for Children's Books and Comics. And it's a website kind of like Skillshare where you download your course Um and all the lectures are pre recorded by me, and you can still get one on one feedback on your assignments from me. Awesome. That is really Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. So you can, <laughs>
1: you know, figure out with all these people taking classes online right now, anyway, it's a lot cheaper than an art school education, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would, uh, yes. So, yeah.
1: yes, that is, yes.
0: Go to, and where can people uh, go again to? Um,
1: That is class101.net. Look up my class um, character design for comics and children's books.
0: All right. That is class101 and also all of Dominic's various websites or pages on social (laughs) media. Uh, Dom, thank you once again so much, and we'll do this again soon. Thanks.